All right, maybe I should put a warning on it. Jade said that she read it. I thought I thought it had a good title, and she's like, oh. she like that sounds offensive. I'm just like, see so y'all. So I'm gonna say the title, and you all agree with me and be like, Jade, that was choices, convictions, and character. Is that bad? Maybe it's because I think sometimes we're like, oh man, like. We hear that right after we made bad choices, and we're like, the Lord knows he's talking to me, right? <laughs> right? You know, that's kind of how it is. But I think it's good. How many of you guys like to have choices? Yeah. I went to get ice cream la- last night. I liked that there was more than just vanilla. And I bought three of them. <laughs> I did not eat all three of them. Okay. Yet. <laughs> I have family and other people. No, but you know, I like I like choices. I like to be able to choose, um, you know, what I wear, what where I go. I like that I have choices. And every day we have choices. Some of them are big choices, like should I go to work today? <laughs> should I get out of my nice warm bed? If I keep my eyes closed, will the kids or dogs realize I'm awake? Now, it used to be I did that with my children. I'd be like, just keep your eyes closed. They'll be like, stand there, you know, when they're little. Now it's my dog. She's old, and she, she's like, I have an earlier bathroom time. And she'll come right up to the bed. And I can feel her right there like, if I don't move, she won't know that I'm awake. So usually she'll go and lay next to the bed and be like, oh, she ain't awake yet. And I'm like, yes, win for me. Um, but, you know, we need to get out of bed. There's a big choice that we make. Am I going to get up today? I'm going to go to work. You know, there's small things like, do I want toast or cereal for breakfast? There's all sorts of choices. Some of them affect us in big ways, and some of us affect us in small ways. But every choice we make affects, affects us. So choices are kind of the second greatest thing God gave us. I mean, first is Jesus. But in Jesus, he gave us a choice. And so he, choices are basically free will. That's what choices are. Um, but God was very specific and said, you can make whatever choices you want. You can have free will and freedom. But that means you're also free to the consequences or blessing that comes with that. Now, we don't like to hear that part, right? We just want to hear, I can choose. I am free. You can't tell me what to do. God's like, you are exactly right. So, you know, I have things... Um, if you have little children, you know, if you don't, if you like control, you're going to have a hard time raising children. (laughs) If you struggle with control, God will give you the choice every day, a million times a day once you have children. They like to have choices. When they're small, they want to have choices. Can I make the sandwich or you make it? They want to pick out their own outfit. They want that confidence of I made that choice. You know, and sometimes your kids go to school and you're like, tell the teacher, you know, they dress, I promise that I brush my children's hair and I take care of them. I'm not neglecting them. They decided. <laughs> my child's been to school in pajamas more than once. Um, and things like that. But it gives them confidence. And that's what I want to understand about, like, freedom. And our choices direct our entire life. Where you are today is because choices you maybe made 10, 20 years ago, right? We made a choice to get married 20 years ago. We're still here. We made 20 years. 
You know what we did for our 20th? I said, let's not tell anybody. Let's not put on Facebook. And let's get Netflix and buy a bunch of tacos. <laughs> or not Netflix, Redbox, because we have poor internet. <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is, that's like how like we would think Blockbuster. But, and we just ate a bunch of tacos. Like, you guys, an obsessive amount of tacos. <laughs> that's a lot of tacos. Plus, I bought, yeah. <laughs> No, like four of them. <laughs> There's eight tacos. Don't be telling my secrets, man. No, 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 no. Just, But that's a lot of tacos. So we ate a lot of tacos. I think that's a lot of tacos. This guy who has a higher metabolism does not think that's a lot of tacos. But, um, yeah. So we make choices for our whole life. And basically, life is just made up of a series of choices. And that directs us in the path we're going. Okay. So when we're frustrated and we're stuck and we don't like where we are, we got to look and say, what choices got me here? You know, even, even if you're like, I feel like I made good choices and the enemy's just attacking me and tempting me, you still got choices in that. How you respond if the enemy comes to you and he just wreaks havoc on your life. Because, you know, let's say you got sick. God doesn't give sickness, so who brought that? The enemy right? So even in that, we have choices to make. We have choices. It's not like, well, the enemy attacks you, you have no choice. You just have to, you know, go through whatever the enemy wants you to go through. That's not true. That's not true. But sometimes we act like that, like, we just don't know. I've done everything right, and just poor me, and life is so hard. And, and God's like, you know you still have the choice of how you're going through this. You can, you can be crawling on the bottom as you go through, or you can be running. I, if I'm in a bad situation, I want, to be, I want that to be a sprinting season. I can't sprint all the time. But when I am in a good, comfortable season, that's when I want to be like, just moseying, right? You want to stay there as long as you can. We get choices. I love, I'm going to talk about Job today. You know what? He complained a lot, but I like him. God liked him, so we should like him. Um, he had a really good life. Good family, good kids. He was a landowner, which means he had wealth, because those are the people that had wealth. You know, he was healthy. Everything was just good, like that season. And, and you know what? He knew that it came from God, so he constantly... You know, Jesus hadn't come yet, so he had to sacrifice and stuff. So he even went to the, he tried to live an upright life, but then even he thought, you know what, my kids were out last night, and I don't know what they were doing. I'm going to go make a sacrifice for them just because I love them so much that I want to intercede even for them. He was a good man. Okay? God said it. So, um, and then, boom, a lot of stuff went down. I mean, a lot of stuff. Sometimes when I am going through seasons, I'm like, Lord, just don't let me be Job. (laughs) Make sure there's only one Job that ever walked on this earth. Please, don't let this be a Job, because I don't want to lose my family. Money can come and go, but I don't want to lose my family, my life, sickness, you know what I mean? There are things. So everything that could happen bad kind of did. Now, most of our, us get ourselves in a bad place. How many of you guys know you made a choice and you're where you are at times? Oh, 
you're like, you know what? You know, with my children, you know, I let my children have a lot of freedom because I want them to experience Christ while they're still in my home and I can also help them. My daughter, you know, she's been learning. She's an adult now. And she came, she said, Mom, you came to me and said, here's the things that are going to help you, but you get to choose. And I chose the opposite. And now I want you to tell me things because I don't want to do that. And it wasn't even bad, but like, she's just like, I know that I should have listened. I, I, I don't understand why, why people don't. I'm like, because of free will. Sometimes we get places because of our own choices. But Job had to go through this because, not even because of his own choices. It says that the enemy came and said, you know what? You think he's a good guy. You think, you know what, God? You say, oh, look at my servant Job. You know, of course, who's not going to honor you? Who's not going to praise you when they have everything? Do you know how easy it is to praise God when you're full, when you're healthy, when you're successful? It is easy to praise God when things are going good. Like, look what God did for me. It is not as easy when you're on the other end, is it? So, the enemy comes slinking around. He's like, well, yeah, of course, you gave him everything. Of course he's going to love you, you know. And so I look at that, and even if it's just the enemy coming in like Job, even if you're making good choices, and even if it's the enemy that comes in and is messing up your life, you still get to choose. So Job went through some stuff, but he chose not to curse God. And things were restored to him. You know, life was his life, the way he had it before was restored to him. And there is the benefits of choosing the wisdom of God. That's what Job did. He still chose the wisdom of God in that. Now, I'm not going to say he didn't complain. You know, he did. And he wondered and he questioned God. But that ain't a sin to, God says, you know, ask. Bring back, you know, my promises. Remind me. So he, you know, he went through some things, but he chose the benefit of choosing wisdom. So I'm going to read in Proverbs 2, the benefits of choosing wisdom. So just like our children sometimes learn, like, I should have listened to mom and dad. I didn't realize how smart you were. I thought you were dumb until I became an adult and had children. Then I realized you were a genius. (laughs) Right? I mean... It's amazing what you know when you're in high school. (laughs) I mean, it's like supernatural. You are like the smartest person, and you just have so much life experience until you get to life. And you're realizing, I don't know anything. Mommy, please take me back. Let me come live with you forever. You know things. Like, lights have to... Who pays for light? God said, let there be light. It's already paid for. Why is a bill coming in this? Right? You don't realize these things cost a lot of money. When your parents are like, turn the light off, turn the light off, turn the light off. You're like, why are they so crazy? And then you get your first electric bill on your own. You're like, this is why mom was not crazy. I was, I'm going to spank myself right now for leaving that light on. You know what I mean? Like, we start to realize that maybe we didn't know that that we weren't choosing wisdom. So in Proverbs 2, it says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. So he's saying, hey, the things I tell you, they are gold. 
They are treasure. They are worth something. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them and as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasure. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God, for the Lord grants wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He grants a treasure of common sense to the honest. Come on, who wants common sense? Yes. I have met some very book smart people that I'm like, you need some life. Lord, give them some life experience, right? Treasure of grants treasures of common sense. He is a shield to those who walk with integrity. He guards the paths of the just and protects those who are faithful to him. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, and you will find the right way to go. The right way to go. The right choice. There's two choices. One of them's right and one of them's wrong. One of them's going to get you to where you want to go. One of them's not. He said, if you seek wisdom of the Lord, you will find the right way to go. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will fill you with joy. Wise choices will watch over you. I love that. Understanding will keep you safe. Wisdom will save you from evil people, those, from those whose words are twisted. These men turn from the right way to walk down dark paths. They take pleasures in doing wrong, and they enjoy the twisted ways of evil. Their actions are crooked, and their ways are wrong. So we, I look at that, and he's saying all you have to do is ask for the wisdom of God. I gave it all to you. You know, and that means... We need to know his word. He's like, every answer is in there for you. But sometimes we often consciously make, how many of you guys have consciously made, don't raise your hands, this is like rhetorical, okay? The wrong choice, hoping, <laughs> I'll raise mine too then, I want you to be alone in here. Um, knowing that you're making the wrong choice, but hoping that you won't have to pay for the negative consequences of your actions. Only in trouble if you get caught. Favorite movie, Aladdin. I'm in trouble. <laughs> got caught. You know, things like that. Like, I mean, don't be telling people, but when I was a little kid, I stole gum. And I thought, if I sit in the back of the van, no one's going to know. But I had a sister who was a snitch. Don't worry, we got in a fight. I gave her stitches. I was, I still remember, I was three years old. And I thought, I'm not going to get the, so I'm trying, I stole, like, you guys, not just a pack of gum, like, every pack of gum, like, every flavor. And I thought I had to chew it all before we got home. <laughs> I lived, like, two minutes from the store. I'm like, you know, and it's like, dripping down my face. And I was thinking, if I can get rid of this before I get out of the car, I'm not going to get caught. I got caught. I had to go back to the store. I had to put the money up there, tell them that I stole and that I'm a stealer or something. I don't know. I just remember crying and being like, I'm never doing this again because I had a good mom. And she didn't take care of it for me. Now, my children, when we came, I'm going to go on stealing for a minute. <laughs> so we were at a store, and Lana was in a stroller, so she was probably two. And we, she was like, she was pushed up to the counter because I was checking out, and there was, like, 
candy there. There's these cute little mint tins, and she was picking them up. Well, I get the thing, and I just take off. And she's like, Mom, Mom. And then she's yelling. I didn't realize she had something in her hand, and we're out of the store. And she's like, I stole this. She's just holding it up for the whole mall. I'm in the mall. And she's like, I stole this. I, you know, she was like, I'm like, great. People probably think I'm this terrible parent, letting, like trying to get my kids to steal from me. So we had to go back and make it right and just put it back. And she's crying because she's like, thinking she's going to be in trouble, and I'm like, actually, your mom made you steal that, but you shouldn't have been touching stuff, so you learned a lesson, too, (laughs) but we think, oh, I I can make whatever choices I want, and then we're surprised when negative consequences come our way. (laughs) Y'all, if we make bad choices, you still, you don't get a blessing. (laughs) Bad choices, what cause and effect happens, right? Cause and effects happens. So if you think you're going to show up to not show up to work and get paid, you think, you think you're mad because you didn't get A's in school? Well, did you study or even go to school? You lie to people all the time and you think they should trust you with the truth? See, those are things that we do at times. People get mad. I mean, we've seen that. People get mad, like, I should be making more money. Well, if you showed up to work on a regular time and didn't call off every, you know, couple days, maybe you could have a job that you could make a decent amount of money, right? I mean, that was a little rough, Sarah. It's a true, sometimes I mean that. But, you know, if you work with someone like that, because none of y'all do that, right? Never. I mean, We've never done that, but you might work with somebody who does. How many of you guys get so mad when you're like there on time and you have to stay late or work double because someone's like, I don't want to roll out of bed this morning? Yeah, so Job, you know, I said Job. Job, Job's convictions kept him focused on God even when he wanted to give up and give in. He wanted to. He's like, just curse the day I was born. Like, you should have never even let me be born. Like, this would never happen. It was just so terrible. But he, he didn't blame God. He's like, it's me. It's me. You should have never even let me live. He wanted to give up. He wanted to give in. He even wanted to blame And Job had some friends. This is the great thing about, like what Sally talked about this morning, you know, they came and they supported him and they talked with him and, and they were present. That's why being present in a community is really important. Now, in the end, you know, his, the fr- his friends, they had this mindset like, well, you must have done something wrong and, and don't, don't be angry at God and don't do this. In the end, we see that the only reason the friends actually got, um, got right with the Lord is because Job prayed for them. The Lord said, I'll forgive your friends. <laughs> Because they were not doing it purposely. They were thinking, well, usually this stuff happens when sin is in our lives. And so, but, it, but he needed his friends to walk him through that. They came and they began to say, but look at this, and, and God is still good. And, and they did that for like a really long time. If you read Job, like most of it's like Job complaining for a bit and crying. And one friend being like, okay, but you need to stop and you need to get it together. And then Job's like, ah, and then his next friend's like, stop already, you know. And so this went on for like a really long time. If you read it, like that's mostly the thing is like crying and weeping and then them saying stop, and it just goes on. So there's the book of Job. So um, I just want to encourage, it is good to have 
friends and people that are going to encourage you. And, you know, they were, they were telling him, you know, don't curse God and, um, you know, what's going on and trying to get him to work through this process of, of what he was experiencing. So the devil wanted Job to feel, um, shame, and he did. He, he got him to that point where it's like, I wish I would have never been born. I'm not good. Like, what's going on? The devil wanted Job to feel shame. And you know, and you know that it's shame when it calls you back to your mistakes. That's how you can know that it's the enemy in that choice or it's God. Because shame will always call you back to your mistakes, but convictions will call you back to your identity. And we see in the book of Job that Job's like, I'm going to plead my case to you, Lord. And good thing he did. Good thing he did. Because this is, this is what the Word of God says. In Job 1, it says, There once was a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. So that's the person writing the book. So we can say, well, but then if you go down to verse 8, here's what God said about Job. So he needs to know the identity, not what people are thinking about him, not even what he's feeling about himself. What God is saying, you need to go back to your original identity so that you can move forward. It says, then the Lord asked Satan, have you noticed my servant Job? He is the finest man in all of the earth. That's a big deal if God calls you the finest man in all of the earth. He is blameless, a man of complete integrity. He fears God and stays away from evil. That's what God said. That's his true identity. So instead of listening to what Satan has said and, and cursing when he's being bored, he had to take it back and say, God, why is this happening to me? You said that if I, you know, served you, that if I, you know, had offering to you, you know, like, why is this happening? So he had to take back and get a hold of his true identity. He had to go back to his convictions of who he believed God was. So we see Job going through all these emotions, some of them not healthy, not going to lie. But in the end, his convictions brought him back to the goodness and fullness of God. He never cursed. He didn't say, I don't, you know what, God, you're not good. I'm just going to curse you and die. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. You know, in the Lord, he brought his case to the Lord and he pleaded with the Lord. Job made the right choice in a bad situation. That is a bad day. Bad month. I mean, this didn't happen over years. This was like boom, 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 boom. As he's still hearing the bad news from one, he's getting more bad news. This is not like, you know, spread out and you have time to like deal with it. This is just one after every. And God said, I'm going to restore everything. So in Job 42, it says, when Job prayed for his friends, um, the Lord restored his fortunes. In fact, the Lord gave him twice as much as before. Then all his brothers and sisters and former friends came and feasted with him in his home, and they consoled him and comforted him. That's why you need people. Um, because of the trials the Lord had brought against him, and each of them brought him a gift of money and a gold ring. And then you go down to verse 16. It says, Job lived 140 years after that living to see four generations of his children and grandchildren. Then he died an old man who had lived a long and full life. That's good. Because of the choices he made in that moment. 
because of the choices he made in a bad situation. Whether he made the bad situation or the enemy just attacks, he got to make the choices and everything was restored to him. So how we go through trials, temptations, attacks, tells people our convictions and shows people our character. When we go through things, are we blaming God? Like, I, I run into people so many times, and, you know, they're like, well, me and God are on a break, or, you know, I'm angry at God, or, or things like that. I'm like, God didn't do that. Your stupidity did that. Your rebellion did that. Your pain put you there because you didn't know how to clean up your mess and get out of that pain. How many of you guys have made messes because you were hurting? And if you don't know how to clean that up, you're just going to keep doing it. But that shapes our character. It's not God. You know, we got to stick to our convictions and say, you know what, I'm going through bad things, but God is good. God loves me. He thinks about me. He cares about me. I am important to him. I am valuable. That is who he said I am. See, and then that begins to show the character when we go through. I look at that and I'm thinking, when I got sick, I didn't go, God did this to me. I must have sinned. What's going on? I immediately was like, this is the enemy because my God is so good. He would never do this to anybody. He doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. He didn't say, you know what? You're getting cocky, Sarah. Boom. He doesn't do that to us. So I know I'm, I'm going to take it to say, I know, you know what? I know God's character. And I'm going to act like God's character because you know what? God's going to be glorified. God's going to be glorified. So I get to choose how we go through that. In every single trial, God gets to be glorified. And that will show people your character. Because your character, there's going to be people that talk about you. There are going to be people who don't like you just because, you know, it's most of the time people that don't, that hate on other people is because... They have things inside of them they don't like. And sometimes you, so let's say you're a great parent and you have good connection with your kid. People that are struggling with that, they're not going to like you. It's just because, you know what, sometimes that shows what's going on. Or, you know, you're successful and you, you know, have a good job that maybe you worked really hard for, they didn't see, and, and you know, and sometimes people don't like being around that. And so sometimes people are going to talk about us. They're going to sometimes even say lies about you, right? Things that aren't true because they don't know you. But here's what we need to do. Let your character outweigh those lies. Let your character outweigh those lies. Those that know you will know you. And we can't worry what everyone else thinks about us because what God thinks about us, you know, he knows our true character. He knows what is real. And you know, those who know you will know you. They won't say, well, you made a bad choice, so you're a bad person. Okay, well, then everybody's a bad person because we've all made at least one, maybe just one. Some of you are, like, really good, and, uh, you know, you've only made one. But the rest of us, maybe, you know, like, we got, like, a bunch of hard drives saved. (laughs) No, it's just let your character outweigh what's being said about you. So if someone came to me and they said, oh, your child, if they said, oh, Layla and Lana were at a party drinking, I would bust out laughing. 
I'd be like, well, you're a liar and you're just trying to get them in trouble. But if someone said, you know, Layla came, went to, we, I was at a restaurant and she came and took food off my plate and just kept walking. I was like, yeah, that's my child. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would believe that. I don't even, I mean, even if it was a stranger, I'd be like, yeah, that's probably my child. My, your kid came over to my house and she just got in my fridge and ate my food and I was even eating a plate and she just stuck her fingers in there. Didn't even use a fork. I'd be like, mm-hmm, that's her. But if you, say my, if, you, if you say, oh, your child, you know, cheated on tests and she didn't do her homework, especially Alana, I'll be like, I know that's a lie because I know her character, okay? Um, just disclaimer, keep your food if you want it for yourself and Layla's around. She just, she is really about sharing <laughs> no, and not using utensils. I don't understand where that came from. Uh, Yeah, or play. It's just so, you know, you know the character. You know the character. Now, sometimes sharing is caring. (laughs) Sometimes, like, get a fork. Like, I'll see things. I'm going to give a little bunny trail. Um, Sometimes I'll be like, we'll have, like, part of a cake or food, and I'll be like, I'll look in there, and there's just pieces off, like, oh, there's just, like, a piece of the sandwich meat gone. Oh, there's a chunk of bread missing. I go to make a sandwich. I just want to nibble. There's everything is different. I go in my snack drawer and I and I say, Layla, if you want some shit, I didn't want the whole thing. So there'd just be a bunch of snacks open, like fruit snacks. There's just one missing. <laughs> one bite. She used to, I was like, this child has the most self-control I've ever seen. She was like a little kid. She'd get a candy bar. She'd take one bite. Mm, that's so good. She'd just wrap it up, put it in there. Next week, come back. I'm like, what is this sorcery? <laughs> I see a candy bar, and sometimes I forget to take off the wrapper. <laughs> you can tell. <laughs> oh. Choices. That's right. So that we got to know people's character, and we know it by spending time with them. We know it by hearing what they say, watching them. We know people's character. So when something is out of character, we recognize that because you know the enemy he always he wants to present you with choices that God never intended you to even make he wants to bring things to you even started with Adam and Eve in the garden God didn't even want them to have to make that choice but the enemy he he's like you know if I have to be you know condemned you come I'm gonna take as many as I know that my I know that I have failed there's no redemption for him, and he's, now he's just trying to take as many with him as you can. You ever have people like that in your life? They're like, we're going down, so we want you to come with us? We, when we first started youth, I thought, this is weird. And so that's why we were kind of, we had this group of girls. Mm, I was not ready for this. Because my girls were, like, still cute. They were, like, baby and, and three, and they're just so sweet. And these group of girls were just... Ugh. And I, I always got into not just them, but their moms, you know, and and they would be like, we're just best friends. And then they would say stuff like, oh, man, so many times I yelled at these kids and I was like, I don't care. And their parents be like, you can't yell at them like I just did. They ain't going to talk like that. They ain't going to act like that. And they're not going to treat people like that here because I don't guess what? I would rather have nobody. Nobody coming to this youth group than people bullying and treating people like that. They would go, oh, you have a beautiful, they would go to each other, you have a beautiful singing voice almost as pretty as mine. And I was like, I'm going to smack you. 
Actually, I'm going to smack your mom because she's the one that taught you that. I'll smack you both. Like, you do not. Like, they would, they would give these backhanded comments and stuff. And it's just God doesn't want us to, we get choices, and God doesn't want us to treat each other like that. So we, when we know God's truth and wisdom, it's easier to make those good choices. It's easier to have, you know, to build that character. Because um, even when we face trials, we know the outcome is going to be good because God works all things to the good for those who love him, right? Yeah. See, we know that. So when we're in the middle, of, we can say, this ain't the end. Yeah. <laughs> I know it because God said it. Because if this is the end, then God isn't good. So we can grab on and hold on to that. Our true character is shaped by a bunch of collective choices. So let's not only make good choices, but let's make God godly choices, life-giving choices. If we know his word, our cho- being able to make those choices is going to be a lot easier, and we're going to be a lot happier. We're going to have joy. Because you know what? We're not going to have to go through a bunch of consequences that God never intended for us. We're not going to have to go through, you know, all of that. So know God's word, and it will, it will lead you to make good choices. Because you know what? God gave us freedom, but he also gave us how to live in the fullness of that. He didn't just give us freedom and be like, hope it works out for you. He said, I know freedom can be scary. So I'm going to give you ways so that you can succeed in it and build and grow. Let's pray.